check out the Political Truth Apparel line. Covefe. Rhino hunting season. Secretary of Snakes. And more to come. Fun. Fashionable. Edgy. Cational. Go to Mr. C Online Store at www.thecreport.com. Click on the top right menu. Use coupon code 1776REBORN at checkout. and gentlemen good afternoon uh people around the world around america and specifically around texas and uh welcome to another edition of lone star news uh coming to you guys live on we made it midway halfway through the week now is the week half full or is the week half empty right just kidding the week's half over ladies and gentlemen and i would contend that that is a great thing at least by the very nature of tradition and, uh, I guess, uh, how else would you say? Uh, daily, weekly, perennial patterns, ladies and gentlemen. Anyhow, guys, anyhow, welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're ready to get going with another brand spanking episode, brand new. Uh, but today's going to be a fun one. I mean, as if though it's never not a fun one, right? It's always a fun one here at Lone Star News. Uh, we're going to be talking about the um, Texas County Commissioner's write-in that uh, I've been uh, going on about and uh, kind of promoting and pushing and uh, encouraging uh, people to uh, get a pills.net account so they can join the C-section group where we'll have all the information posted. I guess technically you don't need to have a pill.net account, but come on, you get to join in, you get to participate in self-governance. You know, you don't, you don't have to just lurk, but you are free to do as you choose, ladies and gentlemen, but it's going to be a fun time. I'll tell you guys a bit more about that in a second, but that's going to be, I guess, the primary thing to talk about. Again, it's it's all with the impetus of elections, but we had other things going on, like um, if you guys recall, talking about the border invasion, talking about the border invasion, and, and that's actually the first project we're taking on with this Texas county commissioners write in and it's not going to be limited just to the county commissioners you know we will also address you know uh, election officials we will address state and federal representatives and senators we will address school boards if we have to just whatever whatever the members of the group that are participating want to bring to the table 
we'll all join in and we'll build an archive, you know, a record of our intent, our will, and um, our letters to our supposedly elected so-called representatives. Now, that is that is the project in self-governance that you know we'll be doing here over at Lone Star News and Mr. CTV. But really, it has it can expand to you know every state and every county in this nation if you think about it. Particularly with the declaration of the border invasion. Now, as I've said before, it's easy in Texas to say that because we're actually on the southern border. Now you get to a state somewhere in flyover country in north, you know. Uh, there's not going to be as much logic behind it. But if you think about it, the entire country is being affected by this invasion. When you have millions and millions of unknown people coming into your country, how do you know it's not like, how do we know this open border is not just a Trojan horse, ladies and gentlemen, for a real invasion? I proffer this. What if no one sees this coming? What if the country that attacks and invades the United States of America in the year 2022 is actually Mexico and not China or Russia? <laughs> I mean, you got to watch those gente people. I mean, Texas people know, okay? I mean, at least most Texas people know, I would say, even if they are, you know, from uh, the northern, northwestern pan. Sorry, guys, I'm fixing my tie. Hey, you know, at least now the people on the podcast can uh, see what I'm doing whenever I'm like, oh, sorry, podcasters. <laughs> well, I mean, at least they can on Spotify. But anyways, uh, even a redneck cowboy, seventh generation, in the northern panhandle of Texas would know what the gente is. The gente uh, is the people. La raza, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't know. That that thing just... That idea popped into my head when I was preparing today's show. Because, uh, you know, I was reviewing the photographs of like the... I mean, I would say hundreds, but in some case it seems like thousands of people just coming across the border or, you know, stampeding a barricade or something like that. And I'm like, this is literally an invasion and there's no children in these crowds. They're all freaking adult men who look like, you know, they probably grew up in the Middle East or something like that, right? Oh, is that racist, Mr. C? No, it's not. It is simply a mere confluence of pigmentation, ladies and gentlemen, segregated by nationalities. So anyways, border invasion. So 31 counties are now declaring a, a border invasion. Very important stuff. So we're going to rip into that. We're going to rip into uh, we're going to rip into the uh, Texas County Commissioners right now. I'm going to let you guys know exactly how it's going to kind of go down. Because Friday, on Friday's episode of Lone Star News, we're actually going to implement some of this project live here on the air with actual participants, believe it or not. So we'll have a few, I think a few, hopefully, you know, I, we have a few, right? And that's good so far. That's good. That's at least to uh, kind of like, you know, set down the tracks for the way the rest of this will work. And really all it is, guys, is it's just offering another resource to other Americans who are also wondering how they can help out other than just, you know, voting or other than just uh, uh getting out the vote, right? Or working in elections, you know, how else can they do it without running for office uh, other than just calling or sending emails, you know? 
if anything, hopefully this entire project will serve to revitalize or resuscitate some of these habits that we should have held on to, but somehow we lost or never even had. You know, my family didn't have anything like this, you know, at least not from the time I was around. You know, they were apolitical. So there was no such things as writing to one city councilman or writing to one's governor or writing to one's elected official because they didn't believe in uh, government. Well, I mean, it's just interesting, you know. But anyways, uh, I digress, ladies and gentlemen. I digress. Um, yeah, a, a political family, my family was. But anyhow, so we'll talk about that, guys. Um, th there were some other things that were going on, too. I'm sure a lot of you all might have heard already. Uh, but for those of you who haven't, uh, some more Texas news, but this one's more on the national front. Now, this uh, story was regarding the um, lawsuit that had been filed against like Facebook and the big tech companies for censoring, um, you know, Texas residents, and then it got appealed, you know, and then, uh, you know, they're saying it might go all the way to the Supreme Court. But the gist of the matter is that within the Texas Supreme Court, um, what Facebook and Twitter and all of them have done has been held to be unconstitutional in the Republic of Texas per the Texas Constitution. So chances are, if, you know, whatever, you know, legal groups decide to try and take this to the Supreme Court, if the Texas Supreme Court views what the actions of these big tech giants have done as unconstitutional, then for sure the Supreme Court should as well, right? I would think so anyways. But um, for more on that, I thought I would um, employ the uh, verbal skills and uh, tenacity of one, Dinesh D'Souza. Uh, he had like a three-part series on his Rumble page where he was talking about this story, and he's very eloquent in explaining um, the particulars of uh, of these uh, types of situations. You know me, I tend to just go off in circular tangents until I, I, I crash somewhere, or uh, I, I recover. <laughs> Never could I be so eloquent as uh, some people in this world, but nevertheless, uh, for your informational pleasure, uh, here is uh, Dinesh D'Souza talking about that Texas lawsuit that I just mentioned. You know, it was it was a pretty it's a pretty big story. You know, it's a pretty big ruling. So I thought we'd squeeze this in at the head of the episode before we jump into the meat. So uh, take a gander, my friends. Take a gander. Very important ruling has just come down from the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. This is the. Um, um, Court of Appeals, by the way, is the court just under the Supreme Court. So if there's a decision at the Court of Appeals, you don't like the decision, there's only really one place to go, and that's the Supreme Court. Now, the case involves social media censorship. So it involves you and me. It involves Twitter. It involves YouTube. It involves Facebook. And... Um, and I have a special interest in all this because, for example, as we speak, I have a strike against me at YouTube. Why? Because supposedly I violated their guidelines. Now, um, several weeks ago in the primary election season, I had on a candidate for the Missouri Senate, Eric Greitens, you may have seen the interview, 
in the course of the interview, he brought up uh, election fraud. He talked about it, um, not at length, but he did discuss it. And YouTube basically concluded after the fact, they tend to review these things a week later or several days later. And they notify me, this is a violation of the guidelines, not necessarily because of anything you said, but just by featuring this content on YouTube, strike. And what the strike means, um, essentially it's a kind of a three strikes and you're out policy, but the strike means that you're kicked off YouTube for a week. And so for a week, I was not able to post any content, couldn't post the podcast, couldn't post clips from the podcast, nothing. Uh, for a week, and then the strike kind of stays for on your a record, a kind of a black mark for what is it, honey? Ninety days. This, ninety days. Ninety days. If you get a second strike, you get a longer. You're kicked off for a longer period of time, and the third strike, basically, your channel is shut down. You're essentially kicked off of YouTube. Now, think about this. On on YouTube, I have over many years built a substantial following. I don't know my exact number of followers on my YouTube channel, but it's something like 700,000 or 800,000. It's approaching a million. So all of this um, all of this following painstakingly built up over a long period of time and poof, it's gone. So this not only has the effect of uh, restricting your reach, you, you can't communicate, but in many cases and for many people, it is sort of their livelihood. And um, it's because they, there are people who compose music on YouTube and they make money on YouTube. There are people who monetize their content on YouTube, as I do. Um, and, um, and Facebook has the same kind of policies and the same kind of power. Twitter, in my opinion, as a practical matter, is doing less censorship than the other two platforms, but which is not to say that Twitter is doing no censorship at all. It's just doing less. Now, the state of Texas passed a law. It was called House Bill 20. And the law says this, it says that social media platforms are not permitted to censor people based upon viewpoint. They cannot decide that you have the wrong views of climate change, you have the wrong views of COVID, you have the wrong views on the election and censor you. They are only allowed to censor content uh, that is illegal. So yes, they can censor you if you are uh, conspiring to do something violent. They can censor you if you, you are using the platform for illegal drug trafficking or sex trafficking. So there are those limited cases where they can deplatform you uh, or, or ban you, but not just because they disagree with you. And it's no defense, according to the Texas law, that you or I are violating their guidelines. Texas's point is that their guidelines on this score, on this issue, are unlawful, unlawful in the state of Texas. And so what that means is that anybody in Texas who is not just banned, but is blocked, banned, removed, deplatformed, demonetized, deboosted, restricted, or denied equal access to these platforms can sue. And if you sue um, and you win, uh, which you're likely to win because if you are banned, they have to show that you are a sex trafficker or engaging in some sort of illegal content. If not, they can't ban you. They have to restore your account and they have to pay all your legal fees. So that's what the Texas law says. By the way, there's no provision in the Texas law for damages. It's not as if they're going to give you millions of dollars uh, in damages, but they have to restore your account uh, give you full access, equal access, the same access given to everyone else. And second of all, they 
they have to pay your fees. So this is a nightmare for these social media platforms because of course, if the Texas law is constitutional, you can be pretty sure that pretty much every red state is gonna have a law of this kind. Uh, and this, by the way, offers, an, uh, offers a way around uh, trying to change federal laws or withdraw the section 230 protection from these platforms. Politically speaking, that would seem to be impossible, but it's not impossible to attack this problem on the state level. By the way, Florida too has, has a law dealing with this issue, but what is at stake here and what went before the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, the Fifth um, United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit uh, is the Texas law. And the court in a uh, stunning and wide ranging decision uh, basically declared that the social media platforms are in violation of the law the law is constitutional, even though a lower court had struck down the law, the appellate court has vacated that decision and the law now is in effect. Obviously, the social media platforms are freaking out. They're going to probably appeal to the Supreme Court, but my message to them on that score is good luck. Good luck indeed. And there is Dinesh D'Souza. You see, he did it so much more eloquently than I could have done in six minutes, ladies and gentlemen. But that is pretty big, you know. Of course, we knew that they had appealed it before. They tried to put, like, what, a temporary restraining thing on it. And um, and then now it went to the Texas uh, Supreme – well, it's the, the Court of Criminal Appeals. It's, it's the Texas Supreme Court, you know. And um, – well, they decided it was unconstitutional. Bully that, wouldn't you say? So yeah, uh, most definitely we'll probably start seeing what all the red states and I wouldn't doubt again that the Supreme Court would in fact most likely support the states in this measure. Sorry, Dinesh has a sour look on his face. There we go. There we go. He's like, oh, my bad. Boop. Well, it happens, Dinesh. It happens. Okay, I won't be smart with you, sir. <laughs> that's better okay all right sorry i'm just entertaining myself guys okay so alrighty, guys so yeah i want to share that with you guys ahead of today's show uh just so that y'all are aware of it at least in the state of texas but it has a lot of impl implications like i said uh for um other states in this nation and again um attacking the federal section 230 as um uh, Mr. D'Souza pointed out um, is more of a Goliath than actually taking it back down to the state level, which is what Texas and Florida did. And um, it's the perfect example, you know, I mean, it is, it actually, you know, it all does kind of, you know, intertwine into itself, you know, it is about taking care of our backyard. It is about states' rights. It is about states' rights before the federal government. I mean, that's what one of the plagues of this, uh, the founding of this nation was, is, you know, are we going to have a large federal government? Are we going to have an entirely federal government? Are we going to have no government? How are we going to do it? So anyways, guys, empty ways. Let's get to this right in. What do you say? Uh, now, don't forget, um, as I keep on repeating, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want the full information and like pretty much a uh, accessible package all in the same area, I would recommend um, joining the pilled.net group called the C-section, 
which is the uh, which is a C report, which is a group for the C report, which is a show I do for Mr. CTV at 7:30 p.m. We'll be we'll be live at 7:30 p.m. tonight, anyways. So uh, join the Pill.net group there, uh, and you can do that by either going to Pill.net and searching for the C section. Good luck with that, or you can just simply type in the web address pilled.net slash group slash 268 pilled.net slash group slash 268 and it will take you right there and then you could well you'll need to you will need to create a pilled.net account of course if you would like to uh join the group but uh, i believe it's open to the public anyways we've got nothing to hide at the c-section so yeah it's it's uh, everything there is available to the public even my ramblings and my meanderings, ladies and gentlemen, I tend to do that sometimes, uh, as you all might note. But okay, so like I said, the main impetus behind this entire uh, project is just to really, you know, revitalize, resuscitate, and or bring um, a grander sense of community to the practice of self-governance. And now how do we practice self-governance? Well, we tell our elected officials what's up. We tell them what we want and we tell them how things should be. And we tell them if we agree with their decisions or not, because, you know, ultimately um, we do have to make informed decisions as the public, as the electorate, as the self-governed. You know, we can't just be like, and really, guys, that's where political parties just really stands in the way of progress. But I'm not going to go off onto that tangent, guys. I'm going to stay on the Texas County Commissioner's right in, okay. But yeah, so how do we self-govern, right? We tell them what uh, what uh, we believe or know to be, you know, the best way, the accurate way, however you want to phrase that, you know, with respect and, of course, with, you know, reasonable information and knowledge about the decision that we, the self-governed, are making. I know already I'm making it sound way more complicated and probably people are going to be like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of why, you know, I think no one does do this, you know, because uh, of everything I just said, right? I just ruined it for everyone. Just kidding, y'all. I'm just I'm just playing. See, but that's where, that's where the flip side of the coin comes in, y'all. That's where we take a look at the opposite end, you know, where... Practices and self-governance have become so passe, so uh, retro, so um, what, what, what's the uh, what's yeah retro right? They're so retro, right? They're truly vintage, you know. People who still contact their representatives and uh, tell them what's up, you know, truly vintage. You know, they're almost extinct, you know. So um, the other side of the coin to this, of course, would be to find a way to try and, um, you know, make it fun, bring a sense of community together about it. Because I don't know, I, I just feel like through community involvement, you know, I think there's a greater sense of accomplishment in the work that's done, you know, and I think there's also a sense of greater faith in the work that is being done and that will be done because we are putting the good work behind that faith. And that faith is, of course, participating in the process of self-governance, which is 100% part and parcel of 
the constitutional representative republic that we live in today. Representative. They are the vocal pieces. They are the, uh, they are the, the targets, if you want. Uh, but they are supposed to be doing um, the will of the people. And again, you know, to be fair, you know, uh, you can't have a mob of people disagreeing with like, a, let, let's do this. Let's take Bear County, for example. Perfect segue. Let's take Bear County precinct number two. Okay. And in precinct number two for the county commissioners precincts, we have a Democrat commissioner who thinks it's not a good idea to declare a border invasion. Okay. Now, of course, I, myself, and a few other people that I'm aware of will be writing to this commissioner. Well, actually, you know, yeah, yeah, there'll be a few people, at least in my precinct, uh, commissioner's precinct that I know of. And then whomever else in whatever um, commissioner's precinct in San Antonio or Bear County, I should say, that um, uh, that uh, uh, any of the other participants live in, we'll be able to uh, uh, contact them with our uh, concerns and our... Uh, how would you say that? It's going to be our concerns and not our requests, but our concerns and our demands, really. Our concerns and our, we are demanding action, you know. And I can say that essentially with my precinct, uh, you know, commissioner, because he is the precinct two commissioner. He is the Democrat, you know, and he does not believe that we should have um, a border invasion. But, you know, it seems like the entire commissioner's court feels that way, including the Republican County Judge, uh, Judge Nelson Wolf, ladies and gentlemen, whom you will see in the flesh today, I promise you. So uh, get your swamp creature glasses ready, ladies and gentlemen, because we've got a live Skeksis coming to the show in just a bit. It's, uh, it's one of those momentous events. We rarely see a live Skeksis. And I say rarely because we refuse to play clips of Nancy Pelosi. But, you know, rarely do we see the actual Skeksis in its real form. Well, Judge Nelson Wolf, County uh, Judge of Bear County. Yeah, that is a Skeksis, ladies and gentlemen. That is a Skeksis. So, uh, with all of that said, guys, you know... Um, all of this will, all of this will just, it, it's a launching pad, really. You know, it's a launching pad to create resources, archives, uh, to foster a sense of community. I think, you know, it'll be fun for all those who want to participate. And again, you know, there were um, several audience members who would ask me what we could do to get involved, et cetera. So uh, this is kind of something that I'm offering as, uh, as one of those methods, you know, to uh, become self-involved. Hey, good afternoon, Tem Tennessee Tim. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? Thanks for popping in and saying hello over there at uh, the foxhole.appandpill.net. Hope you're doing well this Wednesday. Well, indeed, Mr. Tennessee Tim. So, yeah, so that's what we'll be doing. And again, you know, like I said at the head of the show, uh, 
some of this stuff you can take to other states, you know, like, uh, for example, at Peel.net with the C-section in the Texas County Commissioner's write-in, I, I, I've only invited Texas residents. You know, we do have, uh, you know, uh, quite the bevy of Texas audience members out there, family and friends, kinfolk, etc. So, um, you know, and it's also part of cleaning up, you know, my backyard. But again, a lot of this can go across the nation, you know, especially with the border invasion. It's just easier in Texas because we are on the southern border. And then also uh, the GOP um, grassroots have declared uh, just about unanimously, y'all, that uh, declaring a border invasion will be a plank and a priority for the political party in the year 2023. Mm -hmm. So with that also serving as another reason to just uh, really move forward with this and hold these commissioners accountable uh, for protecting our backyards, that is what we're gonna do. Now, this is a multi-pronged type of like, um, expedition we'll call it because not only will we be for for this one particular project which is to um declare a border invasion to our commissioners or to encourage them to you know encourage them to do it um i'll have the letter completed uh for you guys by the friday show that way you can kind of see now it's going to be a little bit different for me now so what i'm saying is i will have a template letter there and please, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you would like to um, use the document, you're more than welcome to. You can use it as is, copy and paste. You can alter it. You can edit it. You can omit portions, you know, because not everything will be relevant. You know, mine is going to be different because I'm dealing with a Democrat precinct commissioner who uh, has quite the storied political career as I found out while I was researching this man, you know, but before we get into that guys, cause I'm going to tell you about my precinct commissioner. And that's another reason why stuff like this is important, you know, because being able to identify whom we've elected is not something that we should be doing once or twice a year during elections, you know, like, I mean, I know I've been guilty of that in the past and it's only because of the fact that I do these shows and I'm, a I'm able to, well, I have the time to actually go in and do some reading or dig up a little like uh, news articles or information on, um, you know, whom, whomever it is I'm talking about or whatever topic it is I'm talking about, you know. But that's not something that we all have the ability to do, you know. And so I have been gu guilty of uh, learning who I'm voting for with like very little window of time before I'm casting my ballot on election day. Don't forget, guys, we advocate voting on election day 100%. In fact, if you are planning not to vote on election day, I suggest you just leave this live stream. <laughs> we don't want your kind around here. You're just making it easier for the bad guys to cheat. Anyways, I mean, obviously I'm joking, guys, but, you know, it's a half truth, right? Get out of here. No, just kidding. So yeah, so well, there you go, guys. So um, this first project will be about declaring the border invasion. And then, you know, um, I'm thinking a, a future one will also obviously be the elections. Actually, I we should resend that letter that I wrote um, about the uh, forensic audit happening here in Texas. You know, um, that one should be available. I think that's available at the creport.com, the template to that letter. 
And then, um, of course, there's the lawsuit as well. I mean, we could have a ball with this, you know, and uh, it could be a real fun time uh, for the county commissioners to uh, and actually every elected official to be getting all of this communication from their constituents. Like it's going to be something like they haven't seen before. You know, I could give you a good example uh, to follow that. Um, like if you recall the letters that I was encouraging um, everyone to send out about the September 3rd deadline for election um, and um, retention for the data, uh, there are stories. There are stories. I should share some of them with you tonight on the C report, but there are stories like out of, you know, Ohio, stories out of North Carolina, stories out of Colorado, where they're like, um, the county commissioners are, I mean, the county commissioners, uh, the, um, yeah, the county, the county commissioners and the election officials, they're, um, being they're surprised like why are we getting all of these letters like you know and it, th these stories are actually hitting the local newspapers of course with the slant and the bent and the twist and the bias that it's all about spreading the big lie and helping donald trump but it is breaking into the news so i mean it's we're being effective guys you know i think it was oh, well i'll have it for you tonight but it was either new hampshire or vermont one of those two states that uh, they decided to retain their 2020 election data for the next two years. So that is effective. That is that is what you call being effective, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to erase this episode from YouTube because I just said the e word. Anyway, yeah, we are live on YouTube as well as Twitch, Trovo, Clout Hub, D Live, Rumble. And uh, Odyssey, I apologize I didn't say hello at the beginning of the episode. I just realized more than halfway through. My bad. All right, guys. So first one's uh, first one's the border invasion. Uh, next one will probably be an elections one. And then, you know, as long as we're doing the group over at the C-section, you know, um, we can do whatever concern uh, is coming to um, the constituency, you know? And uh, hopefully um, we can have a little bit of a roundtable on Friday. You know, I'm still talking with uh, the participants, but hopefully we can have a little bit of a roundtable and maybe just uh, give an example of one or two things that, you know, we might be seeing in our areas, uh, respectively speaking here in Texas that need to be addressed. You know, uh, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no um, topic that I think is too trite uh, to even bring to the table in that regard. Cause you never know what other type of, um, information or, uh, endeavors might come out of that one acknowledgement. So that said, here is, uh, were you next, sir? I guess he was next. I thought I had Pilt next. It's okay. This here, ladies and gentlemen, is the man I have been referring to throughout this entire discourse on the, uh, Bear County Commissioner Precinct 2. Uh, this is Justin Rodriguez, ladies and gentlemen. That is his name. He is a career politician. Um, interesting enough, has been named in the top 40 under 40. And one of the um, primary politicians to focus on for the next 20 years. Okay. Now, I got to say, guys, one of the things that I enjoyed the most about digging into this and, you know, getting all this information is it just, it opened up all of these other doors. And I was like, wow. So I have a feeling 
like I'm going to be able to slowly start to map out the political type of scheming and life in San Antonio. And I'll tell you why as we go along on this story. And we talk about my precinct commissioner for Bear County, the man I will be addressing on Friday in my letter to him, demanding he declares a border uh, invasion. Or if you want to be per the process, uh, demanding that they put on the uh, agenda for the meeting a um, a, uh, a declaration for invasion, you know, so that all of the uh, precinct members can vote on it or the uh, commissioners can vote on it. And uh, Judge Nelson Wolf, the Skeksis communist himself, who's pictured to the right of Justin Rodriguez in that photograph, can sign off on that declaration. Just like he signed off on, uh, just like he certified unlawful elections in the state of Texas, that man did. Very interesting. There's the Skeksis right there, guys. That is um, Judge Nelson Wolf of San Antonio. I'm guessing these are other uh, commissioners standing alongside uh, Nelson Wolf. And then, of course, there's uh, Justin Rodriguez, and I believe that's his family, but I'm not going to show all his family because um, that's privacy, right? Anyways, so uh, yeah, Nelson Wolf. Now, Nelson Wolf, as the Bear County Commissioner Judge, previously served as the mayor of San Antonio, Texas, which is in Bear County. Um, it's safe to say that. Um, Judge Nelson Wolf has been a pox, has been a cancer in this city, in this state, and in this nation for as long as he has served. And to be frank, I would not even call it service. Now, of course, you'll read the newspapers and the headlines that talk about, oh, you know, they brought, you know, X amount of money to this endeavor and X amount of money to that endeavor. And they put lights under the uh, highways to make them look decorative. You know, whatever it was that these commissioners and uh, judge was doing, the point of the matter is, you know, uh, this man, uh, Nelson Wolf, really brought the lockdowns uh, during the entire, you know, um, um, CB19 um, manufactured scare, right? Uh, he does not believe in election integrity. He does not believe in the sovereignty of elections. He certified unlawful elections. And that's not even the half of it, guys. That's not even the half of it. Um, true communist. We'll, we'll be doing more profiles on Nelson Wolf in uh, the coming weeks. You know, the only unfortunate thing about it is, guys, is that, like I said, San Antonio is a quietly corrupt city, probably one of the most corrupt. I mean, we're probably one of the main hubs for trafficking of all types in this nation. You know, I mean, I get I get Houston is because they're on a harbor, but, you know, we have the main vein of the uh, interstate corridors running right through San Antonio. On its way to the east, you know, you take your, you know, you take 10 out east or um, east or west, you know, and, and it's just you go wherever you want from there. And then if you think of all the main major cities um, on the I-35 corridor, again, it stands to reason, you know, that uh, 
all, all things trafficked pass through San Antonio at some point, I wouldn't doubt. And I would not doubt, okay, and this is pure speculation, so don't, uh, don't go around saying this is biblical law, but I would not doubt that some of these people are involved in that too. You know, I've seen too many weird things in my time that just don't sit right, and they just align with certain moments in my existence that just make me think, God, like, am I, am I being shown something here? Am I seeing something that I need to take note of? Because I don't know if any of you all have ever had that happen to you, you know, right? Where you're just doing your thing or you're going about your business and then you just get this feeling like you're you're looking at something, you're seeing something and, and you're feeling like you're supposed to understand something about it, but you don't. And then, so the entire situation just seems kind of off. I know this example probably seems totally uh, uh, incoherent, um, but that's kind of that's kind of what I get like when I talk about trafficking and I look at Nelson Wolf, you know. Um, the story of Justin Rodriguez per becoming a Bear County commissioner uh, happened because the commissioner in his in the precinct he now inhabits passed away suddenly. Okay. Now that precinct commissioner, ladies and gentlemen, had been a commissioner for 32 years in Bear County. 32 years. He died at the age of 83, ladies and gentlemen. The um the previous commissioner to um Justin Rodriguez, the uh, commissioner he succeeded, okay? Now Governor, I'm governor. Whoa, man, Texas would be in a really bad way if Nelson Wolf was the governor. Uh, Judge Wolf um, and uh, the uh, passed on commissioner, they were basically, you know, butt buddies, ladies and gentlemen. They went back all the way. They spent so many years in service with each other. Um, he was Nelson Wolf's right hand man. He's probably his right hand and his left hand. I wouldn't doubt it, but uh, they were they were endeared friends, ladies and gentlemen. And so Nelson Wolf, and here's another thing. Here's another thing that we learn, ladies and gentlemen, through this experimentation, not through this project, right? Through this practice of self-governance, you know, we will accomplish um, notifying and possibly forcing um, county commissions to declare an invasion which will, in effect, make it impossible for Abbott to not declare an invasion. 254 counties, we're up to 31 now that have declared an invasion, okay? I know it sounds like a tall order, but it can be done, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, you know, the more counties declare, the harder it is for Abbott not to declare, so he can no longer play his political theater, right? And he has to do his job instead of, like, you know... Um, um, uh, maneuvering and posturing for uh, political optics, okay? But we'll also be discovering who the rhinos are in our midst. And has it not been said that where, where there are many rhinos on Capitol Hill, it is far worse in the state houses. Ladies and gentlemen, from the White House to the state house, it is rhino hunting season. We bag them and we drag them here at the Sea Report, Mr. CTV, Lone Star News, and Sea in the Dark. And by that, I mean we expose all of their dirty deeds. We spill the tea, 
we don't bag them and tag them. We tag them and drag them. Okay. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm taking from Brighton's. Okay. We, we tag them and we drag them. We don't bag them because that would be killing them. We can bag their political careers after we drag them. Okay. Anyways, enough with the wordplay. Enough with the wordplay. So, uh, yeah, Nelson Wolf is a Republican, ladies and gentlemen, who has been in control of a Democrat city. Does this make any sense how we can have a Republican judge of a county in a county that bleeds blue because of, uh, you know, uh, Democrats, you know, because, well, let, let's be real, because of uh, fooling, fooling, um, fooling citizens and residents and the people into believing the political party was something it was not. And also election fraud, ladies and gentlemen, I'm definitely going to have to kill this YouTube episode as soon as we're done. Remind, remind me someone, please. So um, Nelson Wolf, a Republican judge appoints a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat. Okay. To that commissioner's seat. But that's just not even the half of it. Prior to being the commissioner, he served three full terms in the United States Congress. Ladies and gentlemen, I was like, is this the um, revolving door of uh, San Antonio Bear County politics? Right. You know, kind of like the federal, the feds do it. They go, they go from um, CEO or board member of a company to a regulation agency to um, an office uh, in, in Washington, D.C. for Congress or Senate. Right. So this way they can this way they can advance their uh, agenda the entire way up to Capitol Hill. See, that's the that's the revolving door. You know, they, they go in from different agencies to corporations and then back into legislation and the uh, legislature and then back. And that's how they do it. So I guess San Antonio is using the same model for who's going to control the fate of the city, you know, because uh, Justin Rodriguez, he has he has quite he has quite the storied uh, political career. Uh, here's a photo with him, Justin Rodriguez, sitting next to the uh, the demonic. Marxist mayor of San Antonio, uh, Mayor Rom Nuremberg, right? No relation to Nuremberg of the trials. It's Nurem with the B, Nuremberg. Um, ah, I used, you know, Marxist, 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 Democrat. And all of these people were talking the mayor of San Antonio, uh, the Bear County judge. Uh, Nelson Wolf, and the reason for that is obviously because he used to be the mayor of San Antonio. So San Antonio is kind of a Nelson Wolf turf, is what I'm trying to get out here. Now, if I'm gonna get any, um, if I'm gonna get any reprisals for saying these kinds of things, I don't know, nor do I care, because I have a feeling that we're just beginning to even get dirty on this man, and. As I was going to say earlier, the unfortunate thing about it is it's happening so late in the game. I mean, this man is like as old as the hills. He's like 80, 70, 80, 90 years old. And he's still serving in public office because he just cannot give up his land. San Antonio belongs to Nelson Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. If you did not know it, you will learn it as I am beginning to learn it. So Nelson Wolf and Nuremberg and the San Antonio City Council, they all pal around together. They all powwow together. 
you know, they go on, they go on expensive drape shopping, uh, you know, um, excursions where they, they spend like $15,000 on one set of drapes or like a half set of drapes, not even a set, just a panel, $15,000 for a panel of curtains, ladies and gentlemen, for his office. Now that is San Antonio money well spent. Wouldn't you say? I'm sure it was probably Nelson Wolf's idea. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know that it was. But anyways, guys. Hey, what's going on? Speak uneasy. Good to see you, sir. Hope you got my articles. I shot them your way for tonight's show. And uh, Yavapai Michael is in the house. Good evening, Mr. Yavapai Michael. Or I should say good afternoon to you because you're over uh, out west. Uh, thank you for donating the cookie. Are you going to mention Texas Fifth Circuit Court ruling on Section 230? Well, Mr. Yavapai Michael. Not to burst anyone's bubbles, but we have already covered that, sir. We covered it at the head of the show because it was breaking news. Uh, but yeah, thank you for thank you for uh, proffering that, Mr. Yavapai Michael. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It's it's good news for the state of Texas, and it's great precedence for the rest of the nation. That case is. But uh, yes, with um, uh, let's get back on track. I'm kind of like soapboxing on my uh, local government. Okay. <laughs> Ah, you see? Okay, so I'm, I'm showing you guys what I went through when I was finding all of this stuff out for Friday's project. So whatever I write to this man, Justin Rodriguez, you may not want to copy and paste into your draft. Because <laughs> I might I might bring up some of his some of his uh, some of his political history just to, you know, make sure he's being nonpartisan in his office. So uh, this man is from the west side of San Antonio. Now, if you're from San Antonio, you know what that means. So I don't need to say any more. I thought most interestingly, I'm sorry, most interesting was that uh, he received his law degree from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. It's like, is that just a coincidence or something that we have this man, lifelong Democrat, probably is all on board with uh, the Democrats' big lie about election uh, fraud not occurring, okay, went to the University of Wisconsin in Madison where th the biggest election law criminality has been exposed for the 2020 election and Madison was one of the specific cities named. It's like almost like this is like divine providence that this man went there. But that's just me probably having a little bit of a... Uh, confirmation bias of sorts. But uh, let, let's look a little bit more about him. He served as the Bear County District Attorney's uh, office uh, as a juvenile prosecutor. That's where his uh, career in public service began. Uh, from there, he went on to the Board of Trustees for the San Antonio Independent School District in 2004. And uh, after that, he served on the San Antonio City Council for District 7, which incidentally enough, ladies and gentlemen, is also the district I live in. Okay. <laughs> I'm being haunted by Justin Rodriguez and Joaquin Castro, ladies and gentlemen, somebody help me. <laughs> help me, ladies and gentlemen, help me. Okay, so, uh, he uh, served on the San Antonio City Council District 7 for two terms between 2007 and 2011. Okay. After that, 
uh, he was ele- oh, I apologize. I apologize. Early earlier, I said he served at, on the U.S. House of Representatives. I was wrong. He served on the Texas House of Representatives. So either way, it's still the revolving door, guys, because it's all a show, anyways. So, and you'll see what I mean. Okay. So uh, he served three full terms as state representative for House District 125. And uh, he was reelected for a fourth term in 2018. But then all of a sudden, don't you know it? On January 4th, 2019, Justin was appointed to serve as Bear County Commissioner for Precinct 2 and was then in uh, was then elected in November 2020 to fulfill the remaining two years of the unexpired term of longtime commissioner Paul Elizondo. Okay. So Paul Elizondo, that's the name of the commissioner that was like best buddies with uh, Nelson Wolf, you know, and I'm going to have to dig into that, even though the man has passed on, you know, um, just like we do examinations into, uh, every, I, it is fair guys. Like we do examinations into nine 11, or we do examinations into election fraud. We, uh, the, the only thing is that this is a little bit more tedious to actually do examinations on on like, you know, different uh, ordinances or different uh, laws or different um, whatever it is that commissioners do, you know, uh, to see how they affected the city. And uh, that could take some digging. That's that's actually quite a project to undertake to try and trace back the origins of the uh, of the um, corruption in this city. And it is it is corrupt, ladies and gentlemen, it is corrupt. I'm not saying there are not any good people, but it is corrupt. So there is Paul Elizondo. Let me go ahead and see uh, what slide I got next for you guys. Ah, yes. So this is the border invasion, guys. So let's wrap up today's show with uh, this article about the 31 counties. Now, this goes hand in hand with what the Texas County Commissioner's write-in is all about. You know, the first project we're undertaking is writing our commissioners about the importance of declaring a border invasion, demanding that they put this on um, the agenda for a vote, okay? So be with us on Friday here at Lone Star News, and uh, we'll we'll do some digging, and then we'll I'll also have the uh, the template letter here available, uh, or and we'll probably read through it, et cetera, stuff like that. And, and, and then hopefully we can have a little bit of a roundtable discussion uh, with uh, the participants um, for Friday's presentation. So it should be fun. But, you know, like I said, the more counties declare an invasion, the harder it is for Abbott to be a rhino. OK, so let's help Abbott not be a rhino and let's all write to our county commissioners to declare a border invasion. Uh, This came from the Texas scorecard. Let's take a gander. 31 Texas counties and counting declare an invasion. We have got to start going on an offensive instead. And that's exactly what we're doing, guys, at the uh, Texas County Commissioner's writing. As President uh, Select, Joe Biden's open border crisis continues with 2.1 million illegal aliens crossing the southwest border this federal fiscal year. 
Texas counties continue declaring invasions and calling upon Governor Greg Abbott and the state of Texas to secure the southern border. On Tuesday, Collin County, all right, Collin County, joined 30 Texas counties in declaring an invasion at the county level and calling upon Texas to repel the invasion at our border per Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the United States Constitution. Collin County highlighted the health, safety, and welfare of Texas residents as being under imminent threat from the unprecedented level of illegal immigration, human trafficking, and drug smuggling coming across the United States border from Mexico. Texans have been sounding the alarm for over a year now regarding devastation to property, livelihoods, and human life. The Biden regime's lackadaisical border policies are also straining county resources to the point that unidentified illegal aliens, including children, are being haphazardly buried in Texas soil. And guys, and that is just, that is a scary truth. Kinney County attorney Brent Smith recently compared the border county to a third world country and said, we have to go, we have to we have got to start going on an offensive instead. We have got to start preventing crossings from occurring. The amount of money we're spending is not securing the border. It's basically trying to keep Texas alive. It's not making it any better. It's gotten worse. Therefore, securing the border and protecting Texans is one of eight GOP priorities as chosen by thousands of grassroots delegates for the upcoming legislative session in January. Smith says the 2023 legislative session will probably be the most important session and Texas will fall or rise depending on what lawmakers accomplish this session. And, and let's be clear, guys, it's it, Texas will fall or rise, not depending on what lawmakers accomplish. Texas will fall or rise depending on what the people allow lawmakers to get away with, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that turn of phrase is just plain truth. So 31 counties, 31 counties. I'm going to open this up for later. Cool. I'll have a complete list of those counties available. You know, you're going to be like, Mr. C, are you going to read the complete list of counties declaring an invasion when all 254 of them are doing it? Well, you know what? Roll call. The next hour of the Lone Star News will be dedicated to uh, uh, naming all the counties. Just kidding, guys. I don't know why I'm being so silly with you guys today. Anyhow. So uh, there's that, guys. So again, that's more impetus. That's more kindling. That's more encouragement. That's more. Uh, that's uh, more of what we need to get going in that regard. And that is, you know, motivation, content, ladies and gentlemen. It'll it'll make the letter, as you'll see, more like uh, full feeling for lack of a better phrase, at this late hour. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it for this edition of the Sierra of Lone Star News. Excuse me. I will be back for the Sea Report at 7.30 p.m. Central on the very station you are watching this live stream on, Lone Star News. Um, please join us on Friday uh, so you can show some support to the participants. They are uh, 
community members of uh, the foxhole.app and pill.net uh, joining me live here on the air so we can uh, we can uh, we can identify whom their precinct commissioner is or their commissioner is sorry and uh, we can gab a little bit about the state of Texas in their neck of the woods. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have a great afternoon. Go get yourselves a great dinner. I will be back at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Join me then, why don't you? Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you very much. I am your host, Mr. C, and this has been Lone Star News. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. talk about Georgia. Uh, President Trump truthed about this earlier. Ballot images missing, right? Drop boxes with no video. And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're going to die on this hill. We're going to be gay and we're going to rape our children no matter what you say because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run see in the dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, what the heck is this bald band talking about? Uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you've got your C report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do see in the dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast, right? So guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So look out now. Look out now. Woo! <laughs> oh no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The Sea Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecereport.com. At thecereport.com, you can get more information on The Sea Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecereport.com. That's www.thecereport.com. And be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, CloutHub, and Pill.net.